everybody to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. Today is June 21st. My name is Adam, and I'm joined by my good friend Logan. Hello. What up? And man, how's your week been, dude? Uh, it's I've uh, it's 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 been a week, you know. It's been a week. Say same you know, old, same, same old, old, same old. It's a... <laughs> you see any movies or do anything exciting geek wise? Uh, I don't think so. Um, let me let me no no not not really. I've been diving in. I don't know if we talked about it last week, but I've been diving into Injustice Two, um, the multiverse stuff, and I'm just playing the shit out of um red red hood and leveling up batman and i finally got the 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 shader that gives me like uh, the batman the like the old show um colors and stuff so i don't know it's just been a lot of fun oh nice um yeah yeah yeah. i've been doing that i've been catching up with the rebirth stuff with which i'm sure we'll talk about uh later on in the show because our huge topic this week is just dc events in general and you know i've been getting crazy back into dc events um the last few weeks it's just been a lot of fun and you know i know one of your favorite events is uh go ahead pick a pick a crisis any crisis infinite crisis yeah infinite infinite Um, indeed yeah so um caught up with some of that and and yeah, no, it I, I I like I'm excited at what's coming out with DC over the next year or so. We we both read The Forge real fast. Did you think it was good? It's I it was it was trippy. It was it was trippy. It was yeah. definitely like I did not see that coming. I've got it, um, yeah. you know, a little issue of like if cuz I don't, you know, without getting tremendously spoilery, you know, it starts mm-hmm. with hawkman early early on like he's kind of the the narrator of the first book it seems like right um Mm -hmm. and here's the thing like if he was having these vivid dreams about that particular thing wouldn't he have said something by now yes and here's the thing i think hawkman's dead ah i think he's dead in rebirth i'm not too sure i haven't read that part of rebirth yet um but no i agree i agree I totally agree. Um, I liked how they tied. I think what they were tying in was the whole metal thing, and how that ship that arrives is that metal. Yeah. All of these, all of these things that these superheroes are using is tied into that metal. Um, yeah, dude. I I, I don't know. Um, yeah, because that I was guess... always because I mean like their their stuff had always been like that was just part of their mythos was like and they're you know, their weapons and armor are forged from this mystical metal, and you just kind of left it at that, because that was all you needed to know. Yeah. And now it's like, oh no, they've actually been studying this. And that's, like, I like that. That's interesting. It's not like, it's not that they created something. They they said, hey, you know, we've had this thing for a while. Here's something we've never really looked at before. Of course. And it, I love how they, you know, it, it kind of revolved. It just feels like the beginning of an epic, and because this isn't even the beginning, of, the, the, like the the Dark Days stuff starts in like a few months. We have the Forge, and then we have. Uh, I'll look up to talk about later on the show what what the next one is next month. Um, uh, and then and then in it's in August is when the actual event starts, and it's going to because it's going to be a 
company-wide. It's not an event necessarily. It's not necessarily an event, but it is um, like a branding where we had Rebirth. Now we're going to have the Dark Days okay. or Metal or whatever. So it's going to be – it's going to affect everything, um, which is cool. And then, But yeah, um, we'll talk about all that later. I'll have time to pull all that stuff up in front of us. Um, but yeah, that's, man, that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to dive into a lot of that stuff. It's been really fun. Um, Injustice have kind of helped me scratch that itch as well because of all the characters and, you know, all the different, you know, it's all the little things that you get. There's, there's an Easter egg, a part of all of it, you know, um, yeah. the Flash's costumes and everything like the Batman's costumes, all the different, uh, shaders to it. Um, they're all from like a comic. You know, um, especially Batman, he's got more shaders than anyone, it seems like. <laughs> well, he's had so many different, you know, like just take your pick. Oh, you yeah. know, there's just got to be options for everything mm-hmm. from, you know, 66 Batman to Batman Beyond to I'm sure there's a Batman of Zuran R shader in there, yep. too. <laughs> there absolutely is. Yeah. And the, the Beyond one's cool. It just has Beyond. And yeah, it has it where it's looks yep. straight up from Beyond. Um but from what I understand, and I've, I've listened to some of the developers talk, is that they don't just want to stop with shaders. Like, they plan on releasing skins throughout the multiverse where you unlock them, and it's straight up Batman Beyond. Like, nice. it changes the thing fundamentally. Like, like I unlocked um, Mr. Freeze, and the character is Mr. Freeze. He's not um, Captain Cold. Uh, the vo- It's a completely different voice actor. Um it is it says captain cold at the top when they when they you know first arrive in injustice when you go when you first play both characters come in on the side of the screen and they say something well they all say, you know they talk about you know mr freeze talks to them and they realize it's mr freeze so it's almost like a completely different character just has the same move set you know what i mean interesting yeah yeah and the same thing with the flash like reverse flash is a different voice yeah and it they they react differently completely differently because it's like a completely different character and jay garrett as well the flash has a few different like legendary skins where it completely remodels the character um i imagine they'll do the same thing for batman you know uh that that sort of thing so i imagine green arrow down the road will get like a red arrow or speedy or something right Um, well i mean you know they they did it with green lantern like they've got john stewart yes exactly green lantern is john stewart um there was cyborg is something else um that's in the game like in the story mode um supergirl power girl uh turns into power girl yeah there's there's a few different ways nice. see that's <laughs> that's fun little additional content that i can really get behind like that's oh. that's really neat dude I've, I've never felt more uh vindicated or what do you what is it called justified for buying a game right um where you know, for, I'm, I'm buying a fighting game for sixty dollars. I've never felt more uh, justified for it because it just, dude. When you put down that kind of money for a fighting game, for me at least, you play the story mode if there is a story mode, uh, and then you hop into multiplayer and get your ass kicked and never pick it up again. Pretty much, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but with this, it's like every day uh, there's different planets and each planet has different activities and different you know you're, you're fighting this dude and suddenly you can't jump in this one or suddenly super moves mean more and after every battle it doesn't matter if you win or lose you get armor for somebody 
And if you suck at the fight, then your armor isn't that good. But if you get if you do like really good, you get you get like epic gear randomly and stuff like that. So you're leveling up each character and you're leveling up your own profile. So it's it's just they basically put Diablo and Destiny and all of those kind of games that are loot based into a fighter, and it's made it crazy addicting. Now, on top of that, it's it's you know characters that I I love. You know, it's not random Tekken fighters that I don't know who they are. Right. You know, even though that fucking new New Japan shit in the Tekken game is oh, real tempting. <laughs> that's I dude I because I've always been like oh yeah I'll play it like because I've always kind of liked Tekken but I've never been like I've got to go out and get it. And then right. it's like, oh yeah, Heihachi's got Bullet Club shirts. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, well, like, now. That is cool. Yeah, I'm just like, now I don't know. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I hope, my hope is that a lot of fighter fighting games look at, look at what they're doing at NetherRealm Studios and they're like, okay, let's, it, because they did that with story mode. Now every fighter game has a story mode. Right. I hope that a lot of them now do that with the loot stuff where you can you can turn it off if you want to turn it off so when you go and fight um you know multiplayer it's dead even characters sure um or you can do it where you you level up and you get your gear and you're like I want to go into the multiplayer with this on and you select that you know that 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 playstyle and you you could fight someone who's just geared to the max uh so it's it's interesting it's really cool i i i'm i'm fucking in love with it i can't i know that every three weeks they're dropping a new character so we get sub-zero next and then starfire so nice yep and they have a little um in the little silhouette there's like a little dude so i know the atom is in there so that's going to be interesting <laughs> to see that mechanic <laughs> oh yeah um before we get into movies did you want to talk about the shirt yeah um so we had been we'd been doing that campaign for for a little bit for our shirts uh the campaign ended on monday and we did not make the goal so the uh the shirts aren't going to be printed but here here's the thing i did because the idea behind this was to to make a little money to cover the the hosting and some of the other stuff and that didn't work but what i went ahead and did was I started a new campaign. It's going to run through July 3rd and everything we're, we're doing the shirts and the coffee mugs still, but they're going to be at cost. Shirts are going to be 13 and coffee mugs are going to be eight. Uh, and I've lowered the goal um, so that I bought, I bought a shirt and I bought my girl a shirt and my mom wanted a shirt. So I was like, well, I'll set the goal at three. That way they're guaranteed to print. Um, Sweet. The the caveat with this is, since since we're we're going to to have hit our goal, uh, probably I, well, I'll order those in like the next couple days. Um, if you order the shirts this time around, the way Teespring works is you get charged when the goal is met, not at the end of the campaign or when you place your order, but it charges when you're you, when the goal is met. Um, so once, you know, like once I place those three, I'll get charged. And then anybody who buys one after that will get charged immediately because it's always, it's already been met. So that's, oh, okay. they're, they're 13 bucks uh, a piece this time. Uh, coffee mugs, eight. I'm probably going to get a coffee mug because, you know, what the hell. But right. they're, and they're, and I know there's, I forget what they charge for shipping. I think it's, is it $3? I think it's three, maybe, maybe four. Yeah, um, I think so. But, you know, I mean, that still means, you know, all told, you get a shirt plus shipping for, what's that, 17 
you know mm -hmm. that's and that's i think everything included like that's that's a pretty good deal yeah but definitely. Uh, so these and these definitely will print um and it's still keenan's 100th design um sweet because that's you know it's what we wanted and this was you know the last one was kind of was was meant to be fundraising and this time around it's like you know what i, I just I, re I really want one of these shirts so right uh, so if you uh, know and if anybody wants one now it's it's just about you know anybody that wants a shirt come get one sweet Sounds good, man. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Um, gonna be rocking that everywhere I go. There you go <laughs> for like the next year until we get some new ones. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All the conventions and stuff like that. I want people to see it. Like, what is that? What is this? Yeah. Oh man, that reminds. Oh, they won't ship in time for that. Damn, I have to wear my old shirt. Um, cause the uh, cause uh, Statesville Com the second Statesville Comic Con is on the eighth next month. Oh, nice. So that'll be cool. So awesome. yeah, I'm going to have to wear my other shirt and go down there and just wander around. Hell yeah, yeah. Yep, that sounds good. Yeah, that's what I want to do because I'm definitely going to be going to MegaCon and stuff like that. And nice. Ho hopefully in the future. There's one near you that – is it Heroes Con? Here, yeah, Heroes Con. It's – damn, when is that? Isn't that in like a week or something? I think it's like it already happened. I think it – yeah, because it's like early June, I think. Yeah, June 16th. That's definitely one that I've I wanted to go to. I remember telling you about it like last year the before I wanted to go but never did. Yeah. That's the one that is – from what I understand, uh, San Diego Comic-Con is about the movies. New York is kind of – it's about the comics, a little bit of the movies because it's, it's New York City, you know? Right. Heroes Con, from what I understand, is – solely comic book like just it's 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 balls to the wall comic book creators and artists and stuff like that and that would be a really cool one to go to um and the guest list is insane for who's there yeah like i'm going through it right now like jason aaron joel adams neil adams like it just goes on and on and on Damn, yeah and on and on you name it they are there it seems like like it's crazy it's absolutely crazy. Um, here I'll, I'll send you the link, um, but but yeah, that's one I definitely would love to get to. Yeah, yeah, we'll point. do that. We we'll have to we we'll have to try to do that next year. Cause yeah, I, t I totally forgot. Yeah. Like it's in it's in like early June. Yeah, yeah. I only remembered because I saw Aaron talk about it last week on his uh, his uh, comic show thing. But, but yeah. All right. Well, we got a few minutes before break. Um, did you want to break into the movies or? uh let's uh, talk about before that not um i was trying to hope we could could drag this out because some of the uh there i don't know we could do we'll skip around a little do like the bottom piece of movie news here i guess yeah yeah um because they're doing uh because they can't do enough conjuring spinoffs they're doing the crooked man so that should be uh that should be interesting the crooked man Remember the, I'm trying to think. Remember, oh yeah, yeah, that walking thing. Yeah, there was a crooked yeah. man who whatever the hell it was. I forget the rhyme. That's but so uh, they were like, "Hey, you know, we introduced another thing, so it needs a spinoff." Because Annabelle's had two now, and the nun gets one, and now he gets one. Did Annabelle really have a sequel? Yeah. Um. Well, a prequel. That comes I out. Like it. I didn't like the Annabelle movie. It it the new one comes out. I think in August, and there's oh. been there's been like an advance like critic screening or something at like L.A. Film Fest or something. Everybody's mm -hmm. saying it's really good. Oh, like, really? Th like this was the movie they wanted for this. 
Oh, okay. so that's that's promising. That's I like that. That's interesting. Yeah, the, yeah, the spinoff was, eh, like it it really wasn't all that great. Right. Right. It was. Yeah. No, I did. I didn't like the the first one at all. No, because I, I mean, it was it was your standard. You know, here's 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 white people in a horror film. Like every right. every bad mistake. Where it's like, and then the spirit asked if it could come in, and we said sure because we're idiots. <laughs> Just, right. Right. Uh, oh uh, yeah. Do you see? Uh, Transformers is getting terrible reviews. Oh, hang on. Let me find my surprised face. The new Transformers Waterless. film is crap. What a sh what a shame. Yeah, it's what got a surprise. Fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Big. I'm I'm stunned. I'm I'm completely flabbergasted. I can't believe that that the fifth Transformers film, that also stars Mark Wahlberg and is a Michael Bay production, is terrible. Who who knew? Right, right. <laughs> this, but Absolutely. here's the thing: like, it's still gonna make a billion dollars. So who cares? <laughs> At the yeah. end of the day, like, what does it matter? Yeah. Uh, oh well. Yep. All right. Well, cool. We'll take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get more into some movie news. Uh, again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM, and we'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast. Um, and before we left, we were talking a little bit about, about the movies. Um, real fast on the break, I I, I saw that um, we were talking about uh, Hawkman and the death of Hawkman. Yeah. His, I guess, like he is a title called Death of Hawkman. Oh well, <laughs> shit. There you go then. <laughs> yeah, uh, one, two, three, four, five, and six um, are collected tomorrow. Uh, so I'll actually be picking that up, and I'll talk about that next week um, to get a better understanding of what's going on with Hawkman, I guess. Because <laughs> yeah, so I get maybe he's not dead. Maybe this is telling the story of how he dies. So who knows? Right, but which time? Because that's kind of his and Hawkgirl's yep. thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So yeah, maybe the story is a story in the past or something like that. Right. Um. But I mean, Hawkman did. I mean, didn't he play a role in, in, uh, in Infinite Crisis? Uh, oh man, I don't remember. Yeah, there was a battle between. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, between uh, the Hulk, like that, their species, right? I don't know. We'll get into all that later. Okay. Yeah. Like my, it, I think that was that was one of the crazy things going on where you had the Oas, you know, the, you know uh, bro, I'm sorry, Brother Eye, uh, right, was attacking Gotham and everything, and you had the the uh, Justice Society, and I think another event was um, the Hawk people attacking a planet. So. Okay. Yeah, that part I don't I don't remember. Yeah, because it shows him here on the cover of the first issue. So okay, yeah, I mean, I, right, cool. I believe you. I'm just, I'm a little. It's yeah, it was one of those things that just happened. Yeah. Guess, right? Um, but yeah, man, let's get it. You actually take you take the big news here, the first one right off the bat. Man, I couldn't like, and I just saw this like ten minutes before we came on the air. Yeah. So, the Han Solo movie, which has been shooting since January, um, lost its directors. Lord and Miller crazy. have have bailed. Um, uh, oh, I what? Like this thing's been shooting for five months, six months. Uh, this is sad uh, to hear because that's disastrous for a film. Yeah. Um, uh, it's gonna be weird. Uh, I mean, I guess you can have someone come up and pick up what they left off, but that's gonna look very different. It's. I mean. You know, they're going to have to. And I mean, this isn't like what happened with Justice League, where 
it was at least right. like most shot like the principal photography was done so they had right. you know reshoots and posts to go through no this thing's still in principal photography like they're not right. done um i i just i this is i mean this is disastrous i think for yeah for not only those those directors because what does that look like uh halfway it... through one of you know one of the biggest projects on the planet right now you back out what's the story there like i i i want i i don't like getting all tmz but like what the hell yeah like that it's i don't i don't want that to happen i don't want this to happen this is terrible news i think um um you know this isn't like we found out that the transformer director quit halfway through and we're like okay let's see what happened like this is this sucks yeah it is a film that a lot of people are looking forward to and and here's the thing like these kind of these kind of films in particular are very they tend to be very director centric in in terms of of what? style like i mean story and everything you know we know that that disney and lucasfilm have have kind of like a jedi high council for the stories basically right. like they'll have they have the writers but there is there is a there there is a final say from higher right. up because of of the universe they're trying to build but exactly that's that's why you look at at the director's style to to really help visually tell a story i mean we saw what abrams did we saw what what gareth edwards gareth did edwards. i'm i'm yeah. really looking forward to what uh to what Ryan, Ryan Johnson's Johnson. doing, especially his. Uh, God, his is good. Oh, that's going to be something. That's it's really going to be great. Be um, and halfway through, the yeah, dude, it, that's full. Like, what do you do? You go back and reshoot it like you did with, like, Back to the Future? I, I mean, I guess not. I think you just carry on what you've got. Um, and It's going to look weird. I, I, well, and maybe. Um, and they got to find someone to maybe match their style. To, to at least know. attempt to. I mean that's, and that's that's a hell of a thing to ask a director too. We want you to come in and and mimic th this last director. Like that's not why you hire somebody. I'm sure people will like uh, whoever yeah. they're gonna. It, it's it can't just it's not just that simple because you you don't get a director that way. That just that's not how that works. What if they announce next week they got a star director to come in and finish this, and his name is Kevin Smith. If I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hey, you, you know who you know who I'd love to get to do this? Who? JJ Abrams. I was I was gonna say the same thing. Like he he'd be the guy to be like, hey, shit, we need help here, and you know what are you doing right now? <laughs> like, uh, and that would be the one person I would honestly trust more than anyone right now. True. Um, um, yeah, or Gareth Edwards. I mean, people that we've known. I mean, it's hard because it's hard to to know what what they've already shot but i could totally see jj abrams coming in and knowing what this what they're doing um and be, being a part of the meeting since the beginning uh yeah that i would love that i'd love to see you know that that would be the guy where i'd be like okay let's pick this up and and take it off um yeah yeah that's crazy this is crazy you're, you're absolutely right it's not like when jj abrams took over and there wasn't anything shot you know it was just a script. Um, yeah, this is a whole like they've they've almost finished shooting a movie. Like this is such a weird, and and apparently like it was almost finished filming. Really, They're, from what I've seen, they were like less than a month out. It seemed wow. like that was now that and that was I saw that 
I don't remember. Like I saw it on one of the articles. I didn't see it on all of them. So take that with a with a grain of salt. But I mean, that would be about right. Six six months filming, like that's right. that would be that would be about right. I'd think. I did read that um, Ryan Johnson requested. No, I'm sorry. Other way, other way around. Uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Trevorrow. Yeah. Who's the guy directing the nine? Uh, Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, he. Right. He, he was like yeah, requested. Yeah, can I come in and just shoot like one little thing from for, right. for nine to tie it all in? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. cool. Though. I love that. I love that they were able to do that. I, there has to be some. There's some bigger story here. You, you, I, I understand them. I mean, they have to have the story already just cemented. You know what I mean? And I, I, I can't imagine they're almost all i mean i i'm i don't know i want to know what happened i want to know if the higher up said hey guess what we're gonna scrap this this entire part there you know yeah for something for something like this the the cut would have to have been okay here's the like the you know the script being locked and they're they've been working through this they're filming through all this but you almost have to think they're they're they're, they had a part that they're like, this doesn't really work, so we've got to keep digging at it and keep trying to write it and keep trying to fix it. And it came right. crunch time, and they couldn't really agree on anything, and they wanted to go one way, and studio wanted to go another, and they felt strongly enough about it where they said, look, we believe that, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here, I'm just hypothesizing, I have no idea, right. but I would say they looked at this and said, we feel so strongly about this that either either the way that they were doing it was the right way or mm -hmm. the way the studio was saying it had to be done was absolutely the wrong way and they couldn't find right. a middle ground and this just this was just that kind of linchpin story moment where they were like i you know look we we can't budge on this right i wonder if it was one of those situations where like no i guess it couldn't be like that remember how like disney came in and in um age of ultron apparently was like you have to add this thor stuff like this has to be in there and josh whedon was like i don't know if that would really mesh well but he had to do it because it's you know they they needed to set up that that stuff well um, and i mean here's the thing if he if he had felt really strongly about it i mean he could have walked right no he were that's the thing that to me is just I don't know. I'm, I I don't know what happened. That's the problem. It yeah. sounds unprofessional. But to, I mean, to, that's to back out. Well, but that could go the other way too. As a studio, when you hire a creative team, especially when you hire a pair of a, a, when you hire a directing duo, you know, right. you're you are saying that you trust them to an extent. You know, every movies are collaborative all the way around. Mm -hmm. the, the the word auteur, I'm sorry, is bullshit. N nobody makes a film by themselves. They may write it themselves. They may direct it themselves. But they they may oh, yeah. say this is my movie, but you still have to have actors and a DP and all this stuff. It's all it's all right. some form of committee. And on something like this, it's just a very big, very powerful mouse-eared committee. Just is right. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Max Landis has talked a lot about this about his scripts. How the scripts he'll 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 write this amazing script. will get picked up and it looks fantastic and people are raving about it. But by the time the studio gets it and then the director gets it. And then the actors, and he's just like, suddenly your skeleton, and then you're looking outwards, and the outside appearance is almost completely different from what you had on paper. Um, 
And so I imagine this is kind of like that. Yeah. Where I mean, that's it. Maybe it maybe went a direction. The only thing we could tell is it just went a direction they didn't want it to go in, and they butted heads. And oh man, that's it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. And that's that's why I'm saying this had to have been, especially with with as much production that they've done and 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 supposedly and probably as little principal photography as there was left, this must have been big. Like yeah. this this must have been a, a massive kind of like, no, the story falls apart if we don't do it this way. Or the story falls apart if we do it that way. Can we not figure something else out? Like there had to be a deadlock over something, you know, this wasn't, you know, what color was Han Solo's first jacket? Like this had to have right, been, right. been absolutely massive. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I, oh man. What if it like, a lot of people are thinking maybe, uh, Lawrence Kasdan would come in and direct, but he's, he's a producer, right? And a writer. Hey, yeah, but he's, he's a, not known for directing. But he's done it though, hasn't he? I guess he has. Yeah, I'm looking, but films that I've just never heard of. Yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah, I mean Lawrence. Lawrence has always been been best at writing, and I think he's been more comfortable at that. I you know I'd like go for it. It would never happen, but Steven Spielberg would be an awesome like young Han Solo film. I would. That would be great. Like in like young Indiana Jones style. Yeah. Like yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, that that'd be all right. But no, I I think they get JJ. I think like in the next couple yeah. days, you see the announcement of like JJ Abrams to step in and finish production. Oh yeah, this has to be soon. They can't hold off on announcing this. I, yeah, I imagine next yeah. week when we come back to the show, we'll we'll talk about who who is announced for it. And yeah, I mean, I hope it's JJ. That would give me uh, a lot more confidence. And I'm sure there'll be a ton of reshoots now to make it, you know, all match up. Um, well, eh, maybe, but not necessarily, because you you've yeah. got to think people. And and here's the interesting thing: for as much as much power and everything as as all the different people involved in movies have there's always the producer and and whoever it is yeah. that's that's the producer for for a movie or for you know look at marvel kevin kevin feige is the producer he is yeah. he is the gatekeeper of of all of that stuff so mm -hmm. for for star wars i i i almost kathleen think, kennedy yeah like i i really think she kathleen is. kennedy is is absolutely that person for star wars so oh, 100 percent yeah I, absolutely she's the linchpin to all of it yeah and I, I think that that with with the partnership that they struck with JJ, like if they, if they were mm -hmm. in a crisis to to tie a theme into the show here, they're they're that's who they're <laughs> gonna turn to and be like, be like, we need you to to fix this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I can see that happening. What do you think it says in the credits? Do you think it has like all of their names? <laughs> Directed by blah blah. Amber. Well, I oh credit arbitration is a pain. Like I barely understand writing credits i i don't know what the rules for for the dga are i, I directed have... by yeah. well i mean i would imagine it would have to be wouldn't it They'd have all three names i i guess what's okay so what happened with superman 2 were were was donner's name on the original on the theatrical release as well because remember he bowed at one point he was out I think it was revised right well i know eventually they did the like the richard donner cut and everything but like on the original right. theatrical version like who's who was credited as a director your guess is as good as mine i haven't seen that movie <laughs> in years <laughs> yeah no that would be something i'll have to try to dig that up real quick 
Yeah. Because um, that's Richard Richard Lester and Don Richard Donner, right? Yeah. But did they? Yeah, I mean, on Wikipedia it just shows their two names. So I mean, I'm, I'm I imagine when it shows it on the big screen, it's gonna it, you have to have all the names. Yeah, I I I think so for sure. It's gonna look like a mess on the screen though. <laughs> well, you know, not really. I mean, look at the writing credits. I mean, shit, look at the writing credits for, you know, pick you know a Transformers what? film. It's all gonna be at the end anyway, so yeah. it's not gonna be like at the beginning where it's like directed by. So that makes sense. So it's it's not gonna be as like boom in your face as other films are um you know like avengers or something like yeah. that interesting what i'm seeing here is that it's got is that it's got lester's name on it and then donner is uncredited mm. so that's i don't like i i don't i don't know <laughs> that was also a different time true very true yeah because that was <laughs> back then it was crazy yeah it's almost <laughs> 40 years ago right what was superman it was oh my 80. God. yeah yeah this, so now this i, I mean old. they've i'm sure the rules have been changed probably yeah. many times since then <laughs> oh yeah yeah these are rare things for for such a big uh film um usually they get their shit together and it all agreed upon way before right uh, this point <laughs> Yeah. something really bad had to happen where someone was like hey do you want to throw away a few million dollars and you know fuck up a star wars film like how do you how do you i could i couldn't sleep at night walking away from a star wars project oh god that's, that's just it, that gives me anxiety just thinking about it yeah that's my other other thing is like it's it's star wars like you've yeah. this had to be that's what i'm saying this had to have been just an absolute massive like this had to be critical for them yeah. to for them to be willing to say you know what we're out of here mm -hmm. that's yeah uh was it is it ryan johnson doing the the star wars uh last jedi yeah yeah he's doing eight yeah apparently him and mark hamill butted heads at the very beginning not butted heads but they were like mark hamill was like i fundamentally disagree with everything you're doing with this character <laughs> and they talked about it and he, they played it out and he goes, the more I I was involved with it and the more I realized that that was the, the absolute direction that he should have taken the character. It's not what I expected. And at first it's not what I wanted, but it makes total sense. That's, so yeah. that, that's intriguing. And that's, I mean, that's how pre-production works. That's what these meetings are for. And that's why that's, mm -hmm. that's why I love most directors. Uh, and you right. get some who are like, they make their own movies and that's, you know, that's fine. That's their thing. And it's their vision. And those are the directors that it seems like, and I, you know, just to, to, it, it just, it seems like they would be willing to say, no, this is how you do it and, right. and take no shit. And if that's your kind of director, cool. Like if that's what you want and that's the movie you like, go for it. Um, I, you know, Mazel Tov. but like, I just... I movies are collaborative. They're they're meant to be a a shared experience and they they benefit. They benefit for, for the most part from from input and if you have the right people with the right filters and the right minds to say this is a good idea, we'll put this on the table. This is an idea worth discussing, we'll put that over here. This is shit, we're going to ignore that. You know, that's one thing. Right. But and it, it's good they don't have someone just going faster and more intense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like our good boy, George Lucas. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, make with this that, character we more relatable.
Uh, exactly we got we got to take a break uh when we get back we'll get in some more movie news again you're listening to we geek podcast on n.fm we'll see you guys all in a minute welcome back to we geek podcast on the n.fm and uh before we left we talked about um uh the the han solo film and the departure of the directors um uh next we got what some phoenix dark phoenix news yeah on 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 the flip side of that everybody's coming back for dark phoenix Absolutely, yeah. Here, you take this over because I'm terrible with names. Yeah, uh, so interestingly, Simon Kinberg is actually going to direct, and I think oh. I think this is the first, I think this is his debut in terms of of directing. I mean, he's been a, a writer-producer forever, right. for just, I mean, for... Yeah, he's know. been writing a lot of these. Yeah, uh, and he's been, he's been kind of the X-Men gatekeeper. Like, mm-hmm. this, it, it always seems like he's kind of been, been that guy. Um, but now he's going to direct and, and we have, we've got like everybody back. Jennifer Lawrence is back as mystique, fast benders, Magneto, McFoy, of course, uh, Nicholas Holt is going to be beast again. Alexandra ship back as storm. Of course, Sophie Turner is Jean gray, Ty Sheridan as Cyclops, Cody Smith McPhee as nightcrawler. Uh, and interestingly, uh, Jessica Chastain is rumored to play who they're calling the villain um but i you know you know more about x-men than i do i think that's a matter of perspective uh she's going to be lilandra the shiar empress oh yeah well i mean yeah she yeah she's she's she could be a villain for sure but i mean it's it's all perspective i guess yeah she thinks she's doing the right thing by her people that's and that's that was my my interesting thought was like i don't because i don't remember a whole lot about a lot of the 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 cosmic stuff with the phoenix like with this shiar but it it always it seemed to me like she was just trying to do what was best yeah this is all going to be perspective according to her she's probably thinking we need to kill you know uh gene gray because she's going to kill everything in the universe so sorry that I'm going to come and murder your friend, but it needs to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen here. Fair enough, right? I'm... I mean that that's I mean that's how I see it. You know, the, the they're they're going to see her as, you know, I don't know, because like in the comics she kills a lot she kills a lot of their people. Um, so I don't know if in I don't know how they're going to do that because she's not the phoenix yet. Yeah, but maybe maybe it's like a prophecy or something, and they're like, "No, we like that's the phoenix. We need to kill whoever the phoenix is in is is in now, and so we got to take her out." So that's how I see this happening. And then I'm sure they figure something out. I'm sure they, you know, uh, uh, who knows? Um, this time around, they won't have Wolverine to stab her. So right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna play. It, yeah. It's definitely gonna have to play out differently. <laughs> right. Um. But it's going to be interesting. That's that's oh, dude. We're getting dude. I can't believe they're going to be in the Marvel universe. <laughs> the GR. That's so insane to that's, me to yeah, think about. That's nuts. Like they're like, what are we going to do? Well, let's 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 find some balls and do something interesting. And right, because like this is where you know every. I think this was kind of on everybody's wish list, but everybody thought there's no way they would ever do this. Oh yeah, no. I mean, this is. I'd love a trilogy of them out in space and you can do the whole phoenix saga yeah in, in three movies um boiling it down to one movie that's that's the problem with all of these things honestly i think that's what's going to hinder 
gender no i'm just kidding that's what's going to <laughs> that's a wrestling you couldn't fucking you had to do it didn't you you just had <laughs> yeah, to. Did. Uh, um but i think that's what's going to hinder the um the 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 boom i'm calling it now um that's what the 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 comic book boom for movies if anything is going to hinder it it is going to be how we are telling these long stories in a matter of two hours and just like how television has now become the golden thing, I honestly believe that these stories would be much better told on television, on HBO, on AMC. I, I want some of these channels to take risks like they did with The Walking Dead, um, to take a risk on like a television show. I don't think Fox is going to do a great job with, with X-Men, but I think FX did a great job with uh, – oh, what's it called? Now my Legion. mind just went blank. Legion, yeah, um, with Xavier's kid. Um, another bit of news, and oh, we'll talk about it later. Um, there's a big comic book that uh, is apparently going to be made into a TV show. We'll talk about that later, and in, in just a few minutes. Um, but that that is, unless you want to just tr go into that. I mean, right we, now. I mean, it's our it's our first thing for TV. We okay. might as well. Yeah. So yeah, so so Watchmen is being uh, developed into a TV series by Damon Lindelof, uh, you know, from Lost, um, which is huge. And I honestly think that this is the right step to go into because maybe not, maybe Watchmen's not the best idea because that's a really that's a long story, but it's very self-contained. It's not like there's a Watchmen. It's not like there's 60 years of Watchmen, you know what I mean? Like there are true uh, of X-Men. Um, but I honestly think that that is the way to go, is that if you figure out a way to serialize and tell a story throughout a season of these kind of – these comic books, that would be awesome. That's why I love The Flash. That's why I love Green Arrow. That Those shows to me are, are, are so much better than a lot of the stuff I see in movies. You know, I'm more excited about DC on television than I am about the big screen it, until Wonder Woman, you know? Yeah, I was I was in the same boat, really. But uh Yeah. Yeah, and I love I, mean, I love where they're doing this, though. It's it's HBO is doing this, which is phenomenal. Oh yeah. Like that's Well, that means they can that means they can go as far as they want. Sure. Know? Yeah, there's there's really no bounds here. Exactly, and this this way that I think this might be better. I, I liked the movie, honestly. I really did. I know a lot of people didn't. Um, that was Zack Snyder, right? Like I, I, yeah, I thought it fit really well. But the problem was, is it was told in a movie, and it's it, he did a long. It was a long movie, but you know, this type of storytelling would have been much better paced out in a television show. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and I'm gonna be. It's gonna be interesting to see how they do that. If they expand on it, if they continue it somehow, if they, you know, if they tell a prequel, if most of it's a prequel, that would be really cool, I think. And then you do like the last few seasons as the Watchmen comic. Um, and if anyone could do it, he could. He's obsessed with it. That's why he put John Locke with the, you know, when he's smiling with the orange and he has that cut on his eye. That's he loves Watchmen. Um, he puts <laughs> references and like all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that would be really cool. That's, that's the platform to me of where this is all going to go. Um, and you know, I, I'm all for that. I think now that technology and money is caught up with the times that we could, we could seriously tell cool comic book stories. We already are with, you know, with the walking dead and stuff, just, it, it it's a way to trick people into not like most people who watch walking dead, I would say 90% of them never picked up a comic. Um, 
more than that probably right like, oh i would walking yeah. dead's huge in the comic book world but i mean for mainstream they didn't pick it up right it may be you know it, big in the comic book world and then big in the entire rest of the population right is a, is a yeah, bit, I, I mean that's a drastic percentage drop exactly like i know a lot of people online that have read it you know um but like i know you've read some of it i know a few of my friends i've read it but the majority all of them that do watch it because a lot of my friends do wouldn't have never picked up a comic so you know it's a it's a gateway i think and it's it's and it's made people go oh that's a comic blah 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 i'm like hey yeah here you go here's the here's volume one and they'll take it like my little brother he loved it he took it back he's like i didn't realize that it like I, for I just saw I, you know, he had the stigma, I guess, for comics. He was like, I didn't think it would be that good, you know. Um, and I'm like, yeah, like they've changed. They've, you know, the industry has grown with people because most people who read that stuff nowadays, they're not children. You know, they're in people in their twenties and stuff. So yeah, um, that's their demographic now. So I don't know, but yeah, yeah, definitely Watchmen. That's I, I'm excited for that, especially with all this DC stuff that they're doing with Watchmen and the direction they're going in. I couldn't be more excited for it. Um, it's, could, could you yeah, could it, you imagine? And and bear me out here. Now this will not happen. I know this, but humor me for a second. They decide that where where we think Watchmen ends. Because that you know we've you know everybody's seen the movie everybody else read the comic, so we know mm. like how this story is going to wind up at the end right. of it. What happens when you know at at the finale when when we get everything that we get, and then we we pan over somewhere, and we see, you know, it's like it's it's set in an odd. It's not set exactly when the comic and everything are set so it's it's a little maybe it's a little further back than that just a little and we pan over through through the streets and everything and you know the the camera moves past this movie theater and there we see walking out a side door is a little kid with his parents Oh, that would be awesome. Like, just give me that. Give me a little tease like that at the end. Yes. And I would just, like, I'm done. Like, I'm absolutely done. And then, or just do, just give me, like, origins. Like, like that little scene. And then, you know, fade, you know, like, give me, like, a, a, a fade to, uh, here's this, here's this wheat field. You know, random farm field. And, you know, pan up. And, oh, what is that falling out of the sky? You know, fade to yeah. something else. You know, here's here's you know the the shoreline and it's rocky and everything. And you know, mm. you see there's this child and a guy picks it up and turns and starts walking back towards the lighthouse that he lives in. And right. the payoff of all of this is that all of these scenes start to be you know kind of kaleidoscoped, and it and it pulls back, and we're seeing all of this through dr manhattan's eyes yeah let yeah, that end dude, the I show think you just you created the best ending for it like that would be fucking amazing because then you set up whatever else you want to do right like yeah. that let me give me that like that would be amazing yeah dude that would be awesome yeah and i mean i think honestly this opens the door for hbo and dc to go okay what can we do next yeah what else what else you got it's. I think yeah. H- HBO could be for DC what Netflix was for Marvel. 
if they're oh, really absolutely. willing to commit to it, no doubt. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of all this, have you seen Legends of Tomorrow? Not no, I'm st- I'm still way it's way all, behind. It's all on Netflix, and yeah. that's what's the great thing about Netflix now with CW is it's on Netflix like uh two weeks after it airs. Nine uh nine days. Nine days. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and, crazy. And okay, so I'm starting watching it. I'm looking through the previews of all the episodes. They go to the samurai times. They go to <laughs> they go to all these different time frames, and I'm just thinking in my head. I'm like. This is fucking Star Trek. Yeah. Like they like them going to Japan, feudal Japan, and him having the the, the captain the, the Adam outfit and you know, he's Rex Steel or whatever his name is, Steel something. Um like it is the most Doctor Who Star Trek thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and you would absolutely love it, I think. Yeah, oh my I've... god, I'm I'm having so much fun with that. I watched the first like four four episodes four or five episodes but i have a ton more to go yeah i've Um, I've seen where am i like part i'm like halfway through the first season like i started to to really go through it and then you know life happened life happens but like i really i really was enjoying what i watched i want to get back into it oh yeah absolutely well i seem to screw up the notes so you go ahead and take the next one yeah where were we here um oh yeah speaking of star trek uh, they, we have we have some details for Star Trek Discovery on CBS All Access, which no one will watch. Um, yep. It has a premiere date, which I'll believe it when I see it, um, of September 24th, a full okay. almost nine months after it was supposed to premiere. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a 15 episode season, which I think is cool. I like the idea. I like smaller seasons um Mm -hmm. here's what's going to be odd um they are still going to do like a they are still going to split it though um they're going to do the first eight episodes between the 24th and november 5th and then the last seven episodes aren't actually going to start airing until january that's weird that's that to me is just bizarre like they've set it up i mean i get it but yeah because christmas yeah the holidays i mean i i know seasons you know series have always split around the holidays and just done reruns and and stuff because you know nobody you're not gonna draw like i get that but especially with like a limited season like that with with a smaller number of episodes i just i that's yeah, that's that's the problem. Is the, the it's not like they're doing fifteen episodes and then fifteen episodes later or something right. like that. Um, and also, or, be, you know, because it's on their streaming service, it's not broadcast. It's all online. What better right. what better time to have more content on your streaming service than when people are being forced to, you know, like oh well, we have to be at 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 Aunt Esma's place and we don't right, like exactly. anybody here so we're all just gonna go like the the six of us are gonna go sit in the the tea room over there and and pop the and and you know put a a, a kindle down or whatever and watch something on netflix you know like that's right uh, like that to me would make so much more sense but yeah i you know old you know this is still coming from the company one of whose i, I forget what department he was head of where he was like sci-fi on tv doesn't work like when when was this like six months ago and we were like are you what the hell century are you living in like 
Yeah. I just, I, I, I don't know, man. It's just strange. But, you know, the whole thing with CBS All Access is strange. So I just, I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, you know, for Trek fans, I hope it works out. I, I want this to be good, you know, not just for them, but also for, you know, the state of sci-fi on TV such that this is TV in general. Like I, 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 you know, you know, that's us at the show. We want it to be good, but right, you know, I just I, a friend I of the show, Roth. He he really thinks that this is gonna. Um, he thinks he's like you know Star Wars or Star Trek geeks. They're gonna pay anything to watch it. Something like that. I don't. I told him I was like I don't know. I don't think so. Like it, I'm already. Let's see. We got Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, what WWE Network, HBO like, Now. HBO, yeah, HBO now, especially now that uh, Game of Thrones is coming out. Um, like, you know, I have Apple Music. Um, like, wh- it's starting to run thin. I have to cut something somewhere. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and and Star Trek geeks, you know, is that what what else do they have to offer? Like reruns of, like what? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I I just uh, I don't think. I think that that diehard fans, yes, absolutely, but I don't think right. this increases the the fan base really. I don't think this. Exactly. I know the premiere, like the premiere, is going to be on CBS, and then everything else is going to be on All Access. I don't think that's going to have the effect that they think it's going to have. I was just mad when he said that sci-fi doesn't work on, you know, cable nowadays, and the number yeah. one show in the country is sci-fi you know with uh uh, uh the what was it the west one uh, westworld wow my yeah. mind westworld yeah my mind's going blank tonight sorry um yeah like when the number one show on television is sci-fi and then what the you know or i'm sorry it's probably still game of thrones it's fantasy same kind of spectrum right <laughs> you know like you know and then you get the cw who's just found its niche now and has held on to it with all the superhero stuff like that's in the same spectrum as well so we're getting uh, i just hate that you know ever since lost it seems almost everyone has tried to get grab that goal right. so yeah we're gonna take a quick break when we get back though we'll get more into some tv news again you're listening to we geek podcast on the end.fm we'll see you guys all in a minute welcome back to we geek podcast on the end.fm and uh before the break we talked about star trek discovery um and that you know mess that i'm sure both of us were going to watch of course uh can't wait for it but just hate that it's out on uh that fucking app so um <laughs> the but next we got something weird um now when i read this at first i thought it was odd because the, the headline that i read was like keanu reeves guest stars in john wick uh tv show or something like that and in my <laughs> head i thought is he going to guest star as himself playing himself right and also be playing john wick because that would be so cool oh my god but uh... apparently yeah he's doing a um uh a spinoff uh series called the continental yeah it's about like that assassin world right yeah well because the continental was the name of the hotel right and that's and i think that's an interesting in i like that i think that's a good idea yeah, I've heard a lot of people go, no, you're going to ruin it. Gonna... Eh, I don't think so. I don't think John... – I mean John Wick is beloved by a lot of people, but um, I mean a TV show that's set before the events of the movie. Yeah. Um, 
you know, that's interesting. You know, his his whole assassin thing, have someone else play him. Why not? I mean, that's awesome. I think that's cool. Yeah. And here's that's that's the phrase that I'm really starting to hate hearing people say, you're going to ruin it. Shut the fuck up. I'm so, right. I'm so tired of that. People, anytime something gets remade or there's a sequel or a prequel or a tie in or a comic or a line of stylized dishware. Oh, right. you could have ruined this thing. Shut up. If you like the, I feel f- I, it, it just ugh, makes me. Crazy. I feel bad for the you know for the older generation who are now starting to and the older geeks like because there are there's a lot of them that are seeing all this stuff now and they're like fuck, you know in twenty years am I gonna be here to see this that and the other you know, um I don't want that to happen to us right you know, I would rather them do some crazy cool stuff now we're spoiled now you know what I mean oh totally um. And I love that. I, I wouldn't want it any other way. I hated it when I was like, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago when, you know, we were like, we, we would, we never thought of seeing anything remotely close to what we are seeing now as a renaissance of geek culture in everything. No, my God. Are you kidding? Like we're, we are so ridiculously spoiled. Here's the difference between like one year you have Star Wars. A completely different year you have Indiana Jones. A totally different year you would have Back to the Future. Right. In this day and age, we would have those three movies within six weeks of each other. Exactly. Like, that's where we are now. And I, you know, I think that uh, it's a bizarre cycle that is is not going to get broken because we... We demand more content because it's so much more readily available. And right. and that's you know, it's it's why I've stopped feeling bad about all the things I haven't seen because there just aren't enough hours in the day. It used to be, right. you know, when I was in when I was when I was at full sale, like, you know, I went to class and I would have class four hours a day and and that was my day. So I had all the rest of the time to play games and watch shows. Like I you know, we've I, you know, I did my, my whole movie bit. I couldn't do that now. There's no freaking way. There's just right. not enough time. And I've, you know, that's what happens when, when suddenly you're out in the real world. So, right. Yeah. You got work and life and family and everything else. And it's just, it all catches up to you and you're like, yeah, do I have an hour to just get something in before I pass out? And in 30 minutes you're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I've had many of those nights where I'm like, you know, because my work hours, I have 10 hour shifts. So when, you know, it's almost impossible to do stuff during the weekdays for me. So on the days that I do have off, I try to cram it all in. But the other side of it is it, I don't want to be in front of a computer screen or a monitor in those days. So it's kind of, you know, it's like, it's a catch 22 for me. Well, and um, I, yeah, like here's my, you know, my big first world dilemma right now is, mm-hmm. is, you know, my girl and I need to watch basically all of Game of Thrones. She's seen the first season, <laughs> but that was like six years ago. And, oh, wow. and here's, you know, <laughs> season seven starts in a month and I'm going to be watching it because we're going to talk about it on the show. But that's the other thing. It's not just like, oh, I can sit here with my headphones on and watch it and not spoil it for, you know, mm-hmm. she's, you know, this is not a big enough house for for that. Where it's right. like, oh, I'm going to sit here and, you know, we're going to break this down every week. She's going to have to have headphones on with, with something cranked all the way up. Because we're just, right. there's just not enough time. There's just yeah. absolutely not. Uh, so that's, you know, that's... I mean, that's the big, you know, my, totally a first world problem. 
but that's, that's an endeavor <laughs> yeah that's uh, well i mean you know here's the thing like back in the day it would have been no problem sit down right. turn it on do nothing for that day but mm -hmm. that's you know life life doesn't work that way and i you i know, miss those days i so do i god i miss him so much because <laughs> i'm looking at those days. like all the movies i want to watch and all the tv just my thing is all the tv i have to catch up on everything yeah. basically everything cw and then i'm looking at at the games that i haven't played like i've barely touched horizon zero dawn um, right. there's, there's, I've got Mafia 3 down there, I've got Persona 5, I want to go through the, I just finally finished, uh, Bioshock again, from the collection, mm -hmm. but I, I want to go through 2, uh, yeah, I want to play 2 again, and Infinite, and I'm just like, I don't, this took me like 3 months, like, I just, I don't have time, and that's, it really does make me look back and go, I did not appreciate this, I did not it's appreciate this at all. <laughs> It's, it's the irony of life. When you're a kid, you have all the time in the world, but no money. When you're an adult, you have money, but no time in the world. I, I'd, I'd be happy if I had money. Like, that would be Well, nice. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you have money compared to, like, when you were a kid. Yeah, right. When, you when were, you... like, five bucks was everything, and $20, you were the richest person on the planet. Exactly. That's what like, I mean. Like, yeah. you, you, have, you have disposable income enough where you're like, I can go buy a game, and I can go buy a movie. Exactly. Um, yeah, believe me, dude, I wish I had money, too. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's it, yeah, it's just, that's, that's, that's the irony of it all. Yeah. Um, I have, I have, I have all of this. Yeah, kids are like, I have all this time to enjoy things, but all things cost money. And now right. now it's like, I can do one of these things, but I don't even have time for that. Like, that's exactly. that's the trade-off, and it's, God, it sucks. That's why I want to win the lottery, where I'm just like, I just, I'll do my charity part. I have no problem with that. I'll do, like, local animal shelters, because that's, that's where my heart is. And then the rest of it is just going to be, I need an entertain, I need, like, an actual entertainment system I like it's like that's gonna be it and right? you know load mm -hmm. me down with everything you know just time wasting wise movies tv yeah. games top of the line top of the line everything gaming pc ps4 pro vr you know 3d 4k uhd tv like bring it on that's... get six vibes just for the fun of it right <laughs> <laughs> just have a vibe a concert hall right yeah pretty much yeah because <laughs> you got have a lot of space but yeah dude i'm i'm in the same boat man if i won the lottery i would i disappear i would only keep a few uh you know what i mean because then everyone's coming after you oh yeah i'd keep i'd keep cl close contacts with people i care about and stuff but you know i would like you said i'd give to charities and and just kind of be by myself i'd probably travel you know and see what's out there in the world <laughs> oh uh drew real fast um drew from giant bomb um he he does he does the cloth map um is his like patreon that's his new job drew scantlin from giant bomb he left to go do this thing called cloth map and he um was in uh i uh, forget where he was at old soviet union um i don't know what country he was in though uh like an old silo like a nuclear silo where like end of the world shit right and um I don't know why I'm talking about all this, but it's, it, oh, the traveling stuff. It seems so cool that, uh, that he went over there and he went down in the silo and they were showing him the machine where it was like, this is the machine that would end the world. And they would, he, they would get the codes from the Soviet union. There he go. The codes would come across this screen. There have to be two people. You flip these switches and turn these two keys and that's the button that ends the world. So let's go ahead and do it. We're going to count down to 20 and then I want you to press the button and it's, it's freaky it's frightening yeah, and then like the, it makes a lot of noise and i don't know that that guy's living the dream because 
right? He's sure. traveling all over the world to to kind of scratch that itch, and he ties it into video games somehow. Um, but God, that's how... stuff I would do. I would I would go just like explore, like you know, go to islands that you know you, you see on Instagram and stuff. You know yeah, I mean? for real, right? Or even just you know, I'll send me to. Like, you know, I'll start with the big ones. You know, I want to go back to Australia. I want to go back to England. Like, they were awesome. I would love it. Japan would be great. Like, I would. But, like, I part of me would love to do, like, some of these alone. Like, I'll go to Australia alone. I'll go to Ireland alone. No problem. I'll I'll go back to France alone. That that was fun enough. But but someplace where there's a there's a, a radically different culture, like India or Japan or something. I don't send me by myself. I would get myself right. in so much trouble just being me. I know it. it yeah. <laughs> it would, oh yeah. It would yeah. go bad real fast. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then the rest of the time I would just do what I like, you know. You would have the funds to do what you like. You'd have the funds to just kind of be creative and, you know, hang out and waste time if you want to and totally. not have to Oh man. We're getting in the weeds about winning the lottery, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Um yeah, man, that that would be a total blast. Um, where were we? Let's try and get back on track here. Um, Attack on Titan season three, um, beginning to air next year. I haven't seen the second season. Is it an English dub yet? I I don't I don't know. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen it yet either. I I doubt it. I'd be surprised because yeah. it hasn't been out terribly long. It hasn't. No, and it took a. I watched it undubbed or whatever before, and it was like reading a book. And I don't want to do that again. I definitely. I know, I know. A lot of people watch anime. Don't they hate that? But oh, they man, hate I... dubbing. I, it's it's I, it's militant sometimes. And I'm look, you know, I mean, that's your thing. I I want to hear it. Right. I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. That's why I'm waiting on the dragon. I've watched like eight episodes, but I'm like, no, I, I want to get like a good thirty because they've made like I don't know how many right now. There's like seventy out. Eight, eighty. Once they eighty, I think. Eighty. Exactly. Once they start, you know, once there's like thirty or so dubbed, then I'll go through them, but. Um, Attack on Titan's really cool. I I hope the second season is dubbed soon. So yeah, um, yeah. Go ahead and take this next one here. <laughs> so because because they can't stop remaking things and adapting things, they're doing a new Dracula TV series. Now, here's here's why I actually have faith in this. Uh, because Stephen Moffat and uh, Mark Gaddis are doing it. The the Doctor Who bunch, uh, who have also done Sherlock and. They, you know, Moffat did Jekyll for BBC a number of years ago, and it was interesting. It was a different take, and I, I dug it. Um, and these episodes will be done, it, these seasons will be done Sherlock style, which, you know, it, it, which means basically there's going to be like three hour and a half long episodes per season. Down. Oh, okay. Totally down. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, who was what was that movie that we saw not too long ago about vampires? But they were it was like shot like The Office. Oh, uh, uh, what we do in the shadows. What we do? I would love a TV show about that. Well, they're still they're still working on. I think I think YTD's still planning on doing a a, a sequel based around werewolves. Right, right. Yeah, man. That's that's what that I would love a TV show like that, kind of like The Office. Yeah um yeah i'm sure he'll do that yeah probably soon now that now that the thor movie is ready to come out yeah well Um, i mean you know there's the press and everything for that too 
So it, it'll have to be once, like once the movie's released, then I'm sure his schedule will be a lot more clear. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to see that Thor movie. I think it's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited. Right. I'm genuinely excited for Thor movie. Like I was not, I wasn't excited for the Dark World, but right. Am excited oh, yeah. for this, no doubt. <laughs> yep 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 um let's get into some video game news we got uh some blizzard uh news job postings potentially out warcraft 3 and diablo 2 remasters which are awesome yeah because we know they you know the starcraft remaster now was it just announced or has it been released yet uh it's been announced the starcraft one okay so it hasn't actually come out yet correct yeah okay um i hope they do warcraft 1 2 and 3 as like a set I I think I think what they will probably do is remaster three and then just include one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three is the one with the big story. Um, yeah. But one and two play very differently from three. I sometimes just want to play one and two where you don't have to think about hero characters. You just kind of build your bases, build your guys, and send them out. You know, old, old school RTS, man. I, old school I, RTS. I just, uh, I'm so bummed. The only reason I'm really bummed about not having a PC is I can't play the old Command and Conquer games. I love them so much, and they're only they're only on PC. It bums me. Yeah, out. aren't they're doing new ones, right? Are they doing Are they doing more new Command and Conquer? Uh, no, no, no. What? Oh, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. What What was the news that came out of? Oh, we'll look it up on the break. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm. I if if there was no wait, there was something. You're right. There was. Oh God, I can't remember. That bothers the me. The Age of Empires. Yes. 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 There was a new Age of Empires or something like yes. that. Yeah, they're they're reviving the Age of Empires um, and making like a 4K edition or something like yeah. 20th anniversary. It's a remaster, um, which is kind of like that. It's close to Command and Conquer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, those were the two, really, those were the big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, Warcraft, the glittering prizes, I remember that code, um, <laughs> but but yeah, man, the, oh, man uh, yeah, I'm gonna lose myself to those games when they come out. I miss, um, that's what I miss about video games, it's all the old cheat codes that everybody remembers. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to a buddy the other day, we were playing Destiny, and I was like, you know it'd be really fun? If on a patch they just released a like, hey, in multiplayer you can you know, you can have big head mode, you can have paintball, you know, you can have all these cool cheat codes that were like in 007 that made that game so much fun. Yeah. Um, and it you can it, like those kind of modes they don't have to be ranked, you don't earn anything. It's just for fun. It's private matches with your friends. Right. Yeah, and you know you can make private matches in Destiny now. Why can't you do fun stuff like that. Turn gravity up a little bit or down or whatever so you can float a little bit. Like, like why not? Why not have fun with it? And I think that would be a huge draw for a lot of people if they had, like, a fun multiplayer mode where they're, like, big heads, uh, paintball, you know, stuff like that. Like, that would be really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would, but... I would, I would absolutely kill if they did that and then, like, you had, you had a cheat where one character was a small imp in a fedora yeah ex exactly like yeah, that threw his hat at you yeah like that would just because you can't call him odd job you get you know but that's you can design something similar so that you get around the the, the rights and everything 
Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for the, uh, we're going to take a break real fast. We'll get back. We'll talk a little bit more. Um, we just have a few uh, things for games. Um, and then we'll get into our big topic. We're talking about DC. Uh, again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. We'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And uh, a little bit of video game news before we get into our big topic. Um, Sony Crossplay. Uh, Jim Ryan, sales and marketing, says no crossplay because that can't manage content uh, because they can't manage content um, on other platforms. And that's bad for kids, which is bullshit. This um, this says, dr- drove me nuts. Like I misread this the first time when I and you can tell because I also mistyped it. Um, that I thought okay. it was about a security issue, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? Really? From the PSN, you're going to talk about security issues from Sony? Really? Like we're going right. to go here?" Right. <laughs> but, but yeah. Evidently, uh, think... it's it's even worse. And I love. Let me read you the quote here because I had to include this because it's. Just trash. Um, Mm -hmm. Exposing what in many cases are children to external influences we have no ability to manage or look after. It's something we have to think about very carefully. What? Fuck you. Like, (laughs) just, are you serious? When Microsoft is putting um, uh, Minecraft on the Switch and Nintendo is okay with it. Nintendo, of all people. Nintendo. Yeah. You have you have no no you've you, no weight in any of this. You've, you've lost, man. You're done. There's no there is no moral high ground here. This is just, and I don't understand. I don't really get the point of this. Like, what? There may be bad language on on Xbox Live. Have you ever been on PSN? Like, I just I don't right. I don't know what this. I don't understand this at all. I um, I, I mean, a part of me understands what they're trying to do but i completely agree with you that this was dumb um i I totally understand them going hey look if you're playing cross with them we can't like block other accounts from a different company um we can't we can't control any of that but this i don't know i think i I think there should be a way to okay this name comes across you i I don't know i i mean it's a it's a complicated met what's happening with minecraft by the way is on your Switch, you sign into your Xbox Live account, which is odd. That's... You sign into your Xbox Live account on your Switch in order to play cross-play um, on their servers and stuff. That's okay. Yeah, that's that is strange, but all right. So, sure. so that's essentially what Sony is saying is that we don't want you logging into Xbox Live on our consoles because we can't control that environment. That's well, essentially what they're saying. Well, there and is a part a... of me understands. Go ahead. Yeah, but like there is still the report function, right? Like, yeah, but how, what can they do against another ecosystem that they have no control over? Well, then it gets reported to their ecosystem, though. It it you know right. they go to the right departments, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean that can that can get messy, and nothing can come of stuff, you know. But I agree with you; they should be able to figure it out. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if Nintendo can. That that's what baffles me. If Nintendo was like, they looked at it and they go, "Okay, this will work." Why can't Sony? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we don't understand behind the scenes and stuff like that. But that's what my that's what my problem is with it. If they were like, Nintendo could figure it out, why couldn't Sony? Right, and I mean, just have a warning. Like, hey, this game is crossplay. We might we might not be able to, um, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. 
control your multiplayer experience. Gee, if only there was a thing, like, you know how games are rated? If only there was a thing <laughs> on there because online activities are different and they may have a stronger rating because content can't yeah. be regulated the same way. Oh, wait, they do that already. Yep. <laughs> Just, no, I agree. I completely I, agree. Yeah, I don't know. This, this statement is stupid. Is I yeah. mean, that's my point. Like, I, I'm with you. We don't really know why they haven't done it and and, mm -hmm. and everything. But if this is the statement you're going to put out, you're going to take some heat for it. And you deserve it, right. quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I heard Adam Boyle's boys or whatever his name is uh, talk about it on Giant Bomb. And he used to run a big part of Sony. And when he explained it, it made a little bit more sense when he was talking about how they can't control their ecosystem and stuff like that. And to a point, I agree with that, but yeah, man, Nintendo can figure out, you can figure that shit out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let's see here. We have some other news here. I, uh, inter uh, interactive, the studio goes fully independent, retains all rights to it. And so that's fantastic. Yeah. Good for them. Very cool. And by the way, I think the first episode is for free right now. Oh, is it? Nice. I, I read that online. Don't, you know, you should probably, we should probably double check. But from what I understand, they're releasing the first episode to give people a taste of how much fun it is. So cool. Check, check online. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, let's dive into our big uh, topic this week. And it's, it's, it's events in general. We, I want to focus, I guess, on DC events. I know you're a big fan of the crisis events. Um, and uh, we both read infinite crisis. Um probably multiple times we try to le read a little bit of it before uh the podcast yeah, um my my problem has always been that i i i blur them together so like yeah. crisis on like infinite crisis and crisis on three earths and and especially because there's been so many goddamn crises but mm -hmm. i just i so i blur them all together so i'll be talking about one and it's like Oh no, this actually happened over here. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Like I but it's cause it all stemmed like we talked about last week. I I love Superboy Prime. He mm -hmm. because he is just the most badass villain I for my money in, in the DC universe. He's not the biggest, he's not like the most cosmically powered, you know, he's not the anti monitor, he's not dark side, he's not anything like that. But he just straight up, his motivations were always simple. I want my home back. Well, you can't have it. Well, <laughs> screw you. I'm going to find a way to do it. And if you get in my way, I'm going to kill you. If that includes right. punching through a miles thick wall of Green Lantern made solid willpower and killing 30 Green Lanterns while doing it, that's what I'm going to do. That's what that's what surprised me the most out of uh, uh infinite crisis was how violent they got yeah um um yeah they got nasty it's jeff johns that did it right i think yeah i think this was one of his yeah yeah um you know he loves he loves a lot of like the classic superhero stories like you can tell with a lot of his writing um you know look at look at the stuff he did with uh justice league and um you know, a lot of the a lot of the stuff coming up to rebirth and whatnot. A lot of it is getting it back to that like old school stuff, and I think that's what kind of that's what this book was a little bit about. I think Infinite Crisis was like DC Universe has gotten really dark. Yeah, 
And it's kind of like a commentary on that. And it gets, I mean, when Superboy is unleashed, because he's from a time where he, or he's from a, an earth where he's the only superhero, right? And so, well, his, he's, yeah, he's basically on, on our earth. Right, right. Yeah, he's on a, pl- he, but he's like the only superhero on that earth. Right. And so he's, that's all he knew. And, and he's powerful as hell. Same with the old man Superman that's on there. Um, oh. And when he's unleashed and these people are coming after him and they're trying to stop him and he's taking their heads off of the Teen Titans and everything and he's ripping their arms off and he's like, I didn't mean to do that. And he freaks out and he sounds like a kid. And you're just like, oh my God, like this is some dark shit. This is some – like you couldn't hand this to a kid. No, they'd be huh. they'd be freaked out. Like the the limbs and the head being like pulled off and stuff like that. Um it's and that's why you know we're getting way ahead of ourselves but that's why i really think now that there's a new superboy in the dc universe uh superman's actual kid um and they're hinting at him being super powerful by the way um i think that's going to come to a head with the uh the superboy prime um but but yeah man so yeah infinite crisis that 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 was the thing that stood out with me the most was how dark it was and I think how they were trying to set it back, they were trying to set DC Comics back to, like, a little bit of, you know, normalcy. Just normal, you know, after that event, I don't, I think they took away Batman, uh, Wonder Woman, and Superman, right? Yeah, that was because this preceded 52, right? Yeah, yeah, after this it was 52, which was 52 weeks, right. and... DC Universe jumped at what they did was they jumped DC Universe ahead 52 weeks in the comics and then they did 52 year or 52 week um so every every week there was a new issue of uh, 52 and it told the story of what happened between Infinite Crisis and when it all jumped ahead which yeah, I thought it, was really cool. Yeah, that was that was an interesting storytelling device I thought. And it was all booster gold. Uh, that's one that I need to pick up because I've only read like a few issues of it. Um, but yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So Infinite Crisis. Um, when when was the first time you started reading these crisis books? Oh, oh man. Um, I I'm trying to remember because it was it was interesting because the the gateway to to all this stuff was actually Superboy Prime, and I I think oh. like I was looking up like a list of DC villains on Wikipedia or something. And mm. like his was just the one I clicked on and like I'm reading through the entry and I'm like this dude was a G. Like holy yeah. shit, he was badass. What was he in? And it was like, "Oh, it was Infinite Crisis and it was all these other things." And I was like, "I've got to read these." Uh-huh. And that was that was kind of where I was like, "Oh, all right." And like I never like I didn't follow up a whole lot like i never mm-hmm. like i never read 52 but like i knew the premise and i was like oh that's you know that's different i applaud right. that but like that was when i started reading these and it was i was like i was fascinated by his story so it was like mm-hmm. infinite crisis and then everywhere else it went from there i mean even right. through blackest night and mm-hmm. i was like this is this is fascinating holy shit oh yeah i um I mean, I think, you know, both of us have probably seen a lot of imagery from Crisis on Infinite Earths as kids. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't understand what any of it was. I didn't really read DC back then. Um, but that imagery of all of those heroes fighting and uh, the the um, 
you know, just all those characters and, and, um, but never really understood it or read or any of it. Um, and I was actually at the shop over the week and I was talking to Aaron. No, it was, uh, I'm sorry. It was oral. And we, you know, I was talking about how, like, I've been going to that shop for a long time. And I remember being there when this event was happening, nice. uh, infinite crisis. And I, I, it was either around that time or civil war when I started to read the comics again. Um, the, the first thing that got me back in was Batman's hush. I think it was like 2003, 2004. Yeah, that was, you want to talk it, about good. Huh. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Jim Lee's my favorite artist, I think, ever. Um, but um, um, when was the first Civil War? Uh, I'm trying to think what year that was. Five? Was it? Oh, no. My timeline's probably so off. Um, yeah, I looked at Wikipedia and it's just a bunch of different entries. Um, let's see here. Yeah, it doesn't have a date and that kind of pisses me off. <laughs> oh why does it have a date this is so stupid you're supposed to be the marvel wikipedia and there's no yeah, date for any of this uh, 2006 so actually that was close oh okay yeah so no so I, okay so i've been reading a lot yeah so it must have been infinite crisis that got me that shot because i remember i remember seeing it on in the shelves and i remember picking it up number one i remember them telling me to get it and i had no idea what was going on yeah i'm like what are all these people fighting each other like like see it looked like dc universe was going to hell um, and I think that was the point. Uh, but I remember going in there, seeing that, and then seeing the 52 book after that. But um, that was one of the things that got me back into it. And like I said, back then, I didn't understand a lot of it because I didn't know half the characters. I knew the, the popular ones. I didn't know why there was an old Superman, why there was a, a, a Superboy Prime and any of that stuff. Um, but now I do. Yeah. Um, but – but that was – I mean that that was just the most striking thing of how violent these people were, um, these characters were in the book. Um, was that – you said that was your first introduction to the crisis was Infinite? Yeah. Did you ever read um, the um, Identity Crisis? I never read Identity. I don't, I don't think. It doesn't – it's okay. not jumping to mind. I've read that one. That one was about um, – uh, Oh, whose wife? Uh, it's really dark. Um, <laughs> it's extremely dark. It deals with rape. Um, it has to do with. Oh, um, was this the one where? Um, was it Doctor Light? Was that it? Doctor Light. Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, I did. Yeah, that was that was yeah. Because I remember that. That was wicked dark. Yes, he raped uh, Sue uh, Dibney. Yeah, uh, in the headquarters and. Um, yeah, it gets crazy. And, you know, I think it's, it's Adams. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's the Adams. I don't know. I, I, I gotta look back into it, but yeah, it, it wasn't a crisis event. They just put it in the title. Usually when it's a crisis, from what I understand from DC, it is when they change continuity, right? It is when something fundamentally changes when they're able to, uh, you know, change someone's origin or merge things together. Um, apparently, that's why this one is not called Crisis: The The Dark Days, because apparently it's not going to fundamentally change continuity. It's introducing um, a multiverse, though. It right. is introducing a dark multiverse. But it's not. It's not like shaking, because I know like Crisis. Because the first one was Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? Back in the 80s. Right, where and, it like boomed multiverses and then collapsed them in and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Um, 
Where this one, it's like it's or it's already existed. Right. Uh, it's existed since the beginning, and Batman has been has been has been trying to figure it out. And now that he has, apparently, it's going to be like a ton of bad Batman. That's why the cover of the Forge, it looks like he is on a world where Batman is the leader or Owlman, um, and you have all those bodies tied up to his leg. Um, like as if they worship Batman and has all those like futuristic like ships running around because it's like he's on a planet where Batman is the ruler and it doesn't look like a nice planet because it looks like it's all to hell. Yeah, um, not a not a fun place to summer for sure. Exactly. So it's going to be interesting <laughs> seeing how this all plays out um, with Batman. I think this is going to be, you know, Snyder has done a lot of Batman stuff since um, since New 52. And I think this is going to be the big climax of it um uh and you know they mentioned crisis in it like they know what they're doing they know they're hinting at this yeah um being like you know Zack snyder's type crisis so i couldn't be more excited there's a lot of stuff in it um we, we're gonna we're running against a break here so i don't get too deep into it but there's a lot of imagery in this um that deals with crisis stuff there's a big one i mean there's one that's huge <laughs> you know <laughs> which i didn't understand what it was until i talked to the people at the shop and uh I went online because I was like, wait, what was that thing that they, you know, hide this, you know, he tells Superman to hide for him. And I was like, what the hell is that thing? <laughs> but, um, but we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get more into some DC event stuff. Again, you listen to We Geek Podcast on N.FM. We'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And uh, we're still talking about DC events. We're going to kind of shift into what DC's kind of planning right now um, with metal. Now, I don't know if you can – if you could pull this up, we should have probably brought this up before we came back. If you could try and pull it for me, Logan. I know it might be hard. Um, uh, but find out exactly what like the – because I know we have uh, metal that came out already. We have the casting that comes out next month. And then the month after that, I believe, is when metal number one starts. Um, and, uh, that, and that's going to be like seven one-shots, I think. Yeah. And um, it's going to be, it's, it's they're, they're building it as the first ever Batman-centric DC comic universe spanning event miniseries thing. Um, yeah. Okay. I've that, got here. I've got the schedule here. If you want it. Okay. Uh, September twentieth is uh, Batman: The Red Death. Uh, mm -hmm. September two. I don't know when this is supposed to be because it says September two Y. Because uh, they typoed <laughs> it on a page, uh, I think. But probably like every week. I think it looks like they're doing every week. So it'd be the twenty seventh. Yeah, this looks right. So it'd be September twenty seventh, Batman: The Murder Machine, October fourth, Batman: The Dawnbreaker, uh, October eighteenth, Batman: The Drowned, October twenty fifth, Batman: The Merciless, uh, November first, Batman: The Devastator, and November fifteenth, Batman: The Man Who Laughs. Okay, yes, and uh, since this is an audio podcast, I want to kind of describe what the covers are. Basically, the event has to do uh, – this is all leading into the event where like, basically evil versions of Batman throughout the multiverse, or the dark multiverse they're calling it, have come to wreak havoc. And so they are evil versions of Bruce Wayne, and all of the covers have like – you know, the Drown has the 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 Aquaman logo. So assumingly that these versions of Batman also have the other abilities of those characters. And I think that all is going to tie into what's what Zack Snyder's is um 
getting into with the forge and how this metal is in all of these items and maybe like, imagine what if there was a team of batman that had those abilities and that were fucking evil and how crazy that would be and so how much havoc that would wreak on the planet so <laughs> i can't wait dude so what did you think of the forge the the forge was was interesting i'll back up something real quick you mean scott snyder right scott snyder yeah what i say yeah. Zack snyder, Zach snyder yeah. scott snyder the good snyder yes <laughs> I should say the comic. There's a lot of people that worked on it. Snyder, Tinian, um, the fourth, uh, Jim Lee, Rupert, uh, Romita Jr., Williams, uh, Jansen, Miki, and Sinclair. Um, three different artists uh, throughout the book, and you know, Romita Jr. Man, he's getting he's getting rusty. Um, yeah. Some of him. Oh yeah. Like if you look at the pages with um, Green Lantern. Um, and you know, the way it shifts from Jim Lee to him, it's, it's, they, I don't know. It's like, they should not have put them two next to each other. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, look, look at, you know, I don't know if you can pull it up right now, but there's the, there's this panel that shifts between green. Yeah. When green lantern, what's his name? Duke Duke. Yeah. The kid. He doesn't have a like name yet. Didn't have a code name. Correct me. It doesn't have a code name, yeah. When and, and then it shifts to like, you know, Green Lantern, and then it shifts to like him going to meet Superman. Yeah. And boy, does Superman not look good. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a I'll have to take a closer look at it. I've take, never, like, I've you you've got a better eye for this stuff than I do for sure. Yeah, look at the like the panels, especially with Superman, and then like look at look at the Joker at the end with Jim Lee. Like, Sp- there is spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah my (laughs) we're getting into spoilers here sorry well but here's here's the thing like as they're you know it's like oh batman has a bat cave inside his bat cave what secret could he be hiding there and here's this kind of disembodied voice that sounds kind of cryptic and like everything's funny what do you think it's gonna be like not a big not a giant surprise that that's that that's the reveal at the end there Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think he's the only character in DC Comics that gets those kind of bubbles. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. At least in especially recently. Like, I know I think I think that started with the new 52. Yes. Apparently, um, this is not going to solve the mystery of the three Jokers. It's not going to tap into that. I was hoping it would. Um, Why there's three different Jokers on the planet. Right. but um which would make sense multiverse wide but i mean there's so many there's so many things to unpack in here um you know at the beginning we have you know um we have we have batman saving this guy um uh you know he's been he's been investigating um uh this metal that's that this compound and stuff and one one phrase that i thought was interesting is him and aquaman save that guy right and he's like you have the audacity to 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 come out he goes um, with what I know is locked underneath Atlantis, is this really what, the question you want to ask me? Yeah. What the hell I, does Aquaman have locked under Atlantis? Right. Like, have yeah. I? Because I, you know, I've been out at DC for a long time, but like, have I missed something, <laughs> or is this just another thing of like, is it really? Is it something that they that isn't intentionally to set something up, but you know, it's like they could use it whenever they felt like it. one of these things of like powerful people have secrets kind of thing 
that's kind of what this whole thing is about. And we see, I mean, there's a point in here. Did you, did you, okay. So they're going through the stuff. We're going to skip a few things, might come back to them. There's a part in here where, uh, he goes to, um, he needs to get some, he needs, uh, Batman needs to get, uh, something, uh, from, no, he, yeah, he, he, he runs into Mr. Terrific. Yeah. Well, Which, by the uh, way, they don't explain how he's in this universe. No, they don't. I didn't, and I didn't know he was missing. But like, I understood. He's been trapped in or on Earth two for some time now, and um, so anyway, they they go to get something, something they've kept away, and it's like this egg shaped thing. Did you notice that? I did. Yeah. And that is the same symbol as Mister Plastic. Really? Yeah, that's Mister Plastic's logo. Ah, I did not know and, that. Yeah, I did. I didn't catch it first either. You know, when he was like, um, we all agreed he was too unstable, that there was no end to what could do. Um, we weren't careful, uh, but we're going to need him for what's next. It's time to let him out of the box. Uh, Mr. Plastic came back during um, the, uh, uh, the, the crossover, the Forever Evil. Okay, yeah. For yeah. a little bit, yeah. So they they introduced him there, and then he's been gone. So apparently, I don't know if he's in a box. I don't, I don't understand. You know, I don't understand that part. But I'm I'm sure we'll find out later. Um, right. I mean, and then that, you know, it kind of seems to up? me like Batman stuck him in an egg and then crammed him in the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That wasn't the thing in the Fortress of Solitude. Oh no! Wait. No. That's right. No. No. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting my big. Yeah. I'm getting them mixed up. Yeah. I think that was in the tower. Yeah, this was basically Batman going like, "Hey, we gotta we gotta find we gotta get a few different things here." There, there's a lot of setup here. There's a lot of stuff that's not fully explained. Yeah. Um, but I think that's done on purpose. This is this is setting up for something big. Yeah. Um, I like Duke and Green Lanterns. Just uh, I like their interactions where like he jump he jumps in, and he's in the cave, and he's you know he's like, "You can't be here." And he's like, look, kid. Yeah, I, I love the whole like. Well, I thought I thought your powers didn't work against yellow, and he was like, "Not if you know what you're doing." <laughs> Um, but I just loved how he was like, oh, okay, you're here. So I might as well follow you around. Um, and then they, they, they find, you know, they find that, 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 uh, doorway and it has a lot of stuff throughout Batman's history and, you know, and it shows all the different metals, um, you know, uh, throughout, you know, it, it talks about how the first thing it started with was that tooth from the court of owls. Yeah. And, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and then you find out that Batman had like a team, the outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. Which was interesting. I think Katana was on it. Um, so that's a, you know, I want to know what's going on with that. And then they, you know, it gets to the end and you hear the, you hear the voice and you know, it turns out spoilers, you know, it turns out to be the Joker. Um, and yeah, and, and Batman on the other end, he went to, uh, he went to the Fortress of Solitude, and he's like, "Hey, remember that thing I told you to lock up for me and throw away the key and not look in?" And Superman's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely did that." Well, do you know what that thing was in the room? That big metal gold thing? Are you asking me or are you asking Superman? Because I don't – I'm like I, I saw that and I recognized it, I thought, but I don't remember what it was. It's the machine that the anti-monitor used in in Crisis. Is uh, it the, the, the miracle machine? I 
I don't know what the Miracle Machine is. Isn't that, or is that not, because that, no, that was what they used to, that was the machine that they built to counteract it, I thought. I think it, it was, you know how, like, he used part of his armor for it? Right. Um, yeah, it's hard to, I don't know. I, I, I went back and I looked it up, and the anti-monitor, it shows, it shows him like putting people on it yeah if that makes sense and uh, i think alexander luther did that in infinite crisis as well like he, like it was a machine that has to do with multiverse stuff right um yeah let me see i can't pull it up but let's see here yeah the anti-monitor tower from crisis on infinite earth and infinite crisis has returned Okay. Um, yeah, uh, sans the merged anti-monitor and kept by Batman underneath the Fortress of Solitude. Damn. So, yeah, this is this is a crisis book. This is uh, to me, this is, you know, and now that the Joker's there, it all ties into also why the Joker's still alive, why Batman and Joker survived. Um, did you read the end of the Snyder run with the Joker? Yes. Yeah, it's been a while. And and it's why they two survived. Um, okay. And it's why the Joker's still alive, and that's why he put them there. Um, and it, it, that scene ties into uh, towards the beginning of the book where those two people were talking about Duke's mom and how uh, Batman is still trying to f figure out a way to uh, cure her from that that Joker disease or whatever. Right. That's why he has her alive. He has the Joker alive. He wants to he wants to cure, you know, his mom. Um, Duke's mom for him. So there's a lot going on in this book. There's a lot to unpack. We don't really have all the time. Um, <laughs> we'll probably talk way more about this in the coming weeks, especially once they, they start coming out um, next month and whatnot. And then we get into metal. And this was cool. This is the, It all started really hitting me with what uh, Scott Snyder talked about when I saw him at Megacon. Like the book makes so much more sense now because of what he said and what their plan was. They've been planning this for three years. Damn. Apparently, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I misunderstood him. He's 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 had this idea for a while with Capullo, but they've never been able. They they didn't know how they were going to be able to do it or if they'd be ever be able to do it. And they wanted to make the most metal thing they could. And they're like, what if we had evil versions of Batman? Not just one, but like a whole team of them. That's um, I mean, that's and, pretty metal. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and apparently it goes back to, like, the beginning of DC, where, like, what if there was a dark multiverse? Not just a regular multiverse, but a dark multiverse, and it always existed, and Batman has always felt it, and it's always kind of been there in the background, and now it's just starting to pour out, and I was like, that is a really cool, that would be really cool, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the casting, like you said, comes out next month, so we'll be reading that for sure, and then... um you said September is really when it, or yeah, August is Dark Metal, uh, is Dark Knight's Metal One. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's yeah, those will be interesting for sure. Yeah. Like the just the idea of like an evil, like Aquaman style Batman, like that's yeah, that's it, it, it's like you said, evil Batman is terrifying by itself, but right, you know, evil right. super powered Batman yeah forget it like and and why did oa the guardians send green lantern to go get the joker yeah that's they could uh... tell something's coming and maybe they thought if maybe you know and 
and this is something Snyder talked about too when he talked upon stages. He did say how the Guardians knew something was coming and they need to protect the universe. What if they think, well, what if we had Batman's greatest villain? To what if the Joker like turns face in this help? <laughs> right, like the idea of of what's the best weapon against Batman would be the Joker. That's yeah. <laughs> so oh. this is gonna be so much fun. I I it, it it is the best time right now. I think to to jump into DC Comics and be excited about them. I hope Marvel is doing something over there. The same. I've I've really liked their 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 uh Secret Empire stuff because I've just been reading Secret Empire. Nothing else. Yeah. Um. Nothing tied to it, at least. Um, I hope that they're they have something coming out soon called like Legends or something like that, Marvel Legends. I hope they do something similar because right now, just DC's killing it. I want Marvel to do the same. Well, and I they've, really do because they've also got uh, Venomverse that they're working on too. Yep, they got Venomverse. So yeah, man, I, man, I it's great time, great time to pick up some comics and have some fun. So yeah, that's what I'll be doing the next few weeks is jumping into a lot of these rebirths and and whatnot nice nice but yeah we we got a few minutes left um you want to talk about the shirt again yeah uh just real quick it's uh i'll put the link up on our on our facebook group and then i'll I'll tweet it again um shirts are 13 bucks uh they'll be you know it'll be they'll ship when the campaign is over which is it's over on the third so they should ship you know because it's the fourth probably like the fifth or sixth uh don't quote me on that that i don't know i have no control over that um but they're 13 bucks a piece plus a few bucks shipping uh Mm -hmm. coffee mugs are eight uh and they've got the logo on them and the shirt it's it's the same design it's the hundredth episode it's the hundredth logo that keenan did that's that's just awesome and then uh across the back up towards the shoulders it says uh hashtag wgp 100 nice and i you know it's it's a little stylized but i was like i didn't want the the back to just be blank i I wanted there to be something and i thought that's you know that's fine it's not huge but it's not it's i I think it looks good i liked it yeah me too man me too well that'll do it um make sure you go to facebook group make sure you go to our um, itunes give us a review um send us an email um uh we geek podcast at gmail.com or twitter at we geek podcast at the logan wit at adam Estep. uh you know uh, talk to us let us know what you think uh, let us know what you're reading and we'll get back to you next week um till then captain captain, captain.